0: Welcome to Freedom Matters Today, I am Michael J. Sutton and this is episode 33 in our series Freedom from Fear. When does the world tell Christians to shut up? One of the men I have admired in my life was the actor Paul Eddington, 1927-1995. to 1995. He starred in famous British comedies such as The Good Life and Yes Minister and Yes Prime Minister. He was also a man, it is widely believed, who lived according to his convictions. He was very unusual then, especially as an actor, to be a person of principle. As a young man during the Second World War in 1945, he chose to be a conscientious objector, CO., due to his Christian faith as a Quaker, a member of that branch of the Christian Church widely condemned by Christian fascists. I remember growing up with the notion drilled into us by our society, Australians love war, going to war and fighting in war, that the conscientious objector was a coward and a traitor, that it was the duty of all citizens to fight for their nation. To be a true Christian, I was told by the Church, was to lay down your life for your nation and die under the flag for the sake of queen and country. Australians have fought in every war we are told to fight in, from 1885 in the Sudan until 1945 fighting for the British Empire and from 1945 to the present fighting for America. Christian fascists in the Church of England now the Anglican Church, have for over a century been an arm of the state's promotion and glorification of war. After the Great War, Church of England Fascists, along with veterans, started the annual war glorification march called Anzac Day, which functions to recruit new blood for new wars, glorify the war dead, and fictionalise national myths about Australian identity. These fascist priests come out every year and run church services for the glorious dead in quasi-Christian services where many of these fascists say that all those who died in war go to heaven to be with God. These services are bizarre. Most Australians these days are not Christians, but they turn up every year to these dawn services, offer prayers for the slain and the wounded, hear a homily from the priests and pray to a God they do not believe in. This alliance of church and state extends to so-called sacred sites around the nation, special monuments and gardens that have been built by the government and consecrated by the church for the purpose of glorifying war. Since 9-11, Australia has become fanatically obsessed with war, Doing whatever America tells them, as Australia is what we would call a client state of America, the old word was puppet regime. In the 1990s, the then Prime Minister John Howard boasted that Australia was America's deputy sheriff in the Asia-Pacific. Even now, the Australian ruling class are agitating for war with Russia and China. There is this bizarre widespread belief that a nation that has never won a war in its entire history will soundly defeat a nation of 1.3 billion people, that's China, who has never invaded another nation in its history. There is no place in Australia today for pacifists like Paul Eddington. The only acceptable position for a person of religious conviction is to support war. Christian leaders are lining up to outdo each other in their support for Australia's righteous war of democracy against autocracy. This places true Christians in a difficult position. Quakers are pacifists, which means they do not support international conflict or wars. It is impossible, reading the New Testament, to come to any other conclusion. Jesus tells us to love our enemies Paul tells us that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, and the only war the Bible speaks of is the personal struggle against ourselves and the war against Christians for following Jesus. If you wish to fight in a war, good luck, but God is not with you. You will fight alone. You will die alone. Your prayers for victory will not be heard. You win and lose according to how wars are fought, which is fair in a way. Wars are not fought and won according to God's divine plan. God is not on anyone's side. He does not fight for democracy or autocracy, for Russia or for America or for China or for Australia. Wars are like tennis matches. The best person on the day wins, nothing more. The fall of Constantinople, the Battle of Leponti, the Russo-Japanese War, the landing at Normandy, they were not won by God, but by careful planning, strategy and accidents. God is sovereign, so that all things are ordered in some way by God, but these things are known only to God, not to us. He also works through human agency and actions, and through human stupidity, And there is nothing more stupid than war, wasteful, inefficient and idiotic. Why does the world tell Christians to shut up? Jesus is offensive to them and reveals the sincere heart of the West, which is that religion is convenient until it gets in the way of political ambition and power. What is so offensive about Jesus? Well, people in power love to tell us that You Christians must follow the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. Get vaccinated and stop asking questions. Get vaccinated for the sake of the community. We've heard this for three years. But I've never heard any of these hypocrites in power, these fake Christians, these Christian fascists, quote Jesus correctly. Jesus never said to love others. He was quoting Moses. Jesus said something these hypocrites will never announce publicly, love your enemies. The state wants the church for social control, not gospel proclamation. What does Jesus say to his disciples and to all who follow him when he says for us to love our enemies? Well, first, this is not a message for those who do not follow Christ. This is what the pagans and Christian fascists never understand about Christianity. People who have chosen to reject Jesus are not required to follow him. They are not expected to obey him. Nor are we, as Christians, to demand that they listen to him. Who cares what they do? Morality means nothing outside of a transformed life, and no one can be transformed until they meet God. Christian fascists are wrong. They always were. Their morality crusades will end in the courts, suicide and murder, war and revenge, and centuries later they still not still do not understand. Christian fascists cannot make up their minds and will spend eternity separated from God in hell. Why? Choose today whom you will serve. Make up your mind, you fascists. Will you serve God or people? Choose like Joshua did all those centuries ago. He realized that life hinged upon what you think of God and your relationship with God. The Christian fascist, comfortable with the state, doing their bidding, following their directives, is a fool. You cannot choose both God and money. You cannot choose both God and the world. You cannot choose your path and God's path you must decide as for the christian who is following the lord jesus christ there are three things jesus is telling us today first the message of jesus is different to the message you have heard in the past we were told to hate our enemies but our father in heaven tells us to love our enemies with divine love the love of sacrifice The second thing Jesus tells us is that this sacrificial love is a personal one. It is not in the abstract. There are those in your life who persecute you because you are following Jesus. They make fun of you. They joke about you. They criticize you. You know their names, you know their relationship with you, and you know why they're criticizing you. Jesus tells us quite simply to put into action the words we claim to believe about Jesus our Lord. He says, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. The third thing that Jesus tells us is something not in the text itself, but something I was wrestling with, wondering how to put this into practice. Jesus says, God causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Then I realized no good teacher expects their students to do something they will not. Jesus loved his enemies. Jesus showed kindness to those who hated him. Jesus went out of his way to pray for his enemies. Even on the cross he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. If you want to find out how to love your enemies, then there is no better model than Jesus himself and what is recorded in the Gospels. Read them, and you will see how to love those who hate you because you follow Christ. We are to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. This is the way of Christ. This is the way of the truth. And this is the only way to live in God's kingdom. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom from Fear.